Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Zero. I want to start off by uh, apologizing to you for not getting any episodes out last week. Last week was a crazy week, and we'll get into it in the show, but I, I want to bring my guest in. Uh, he is the host of a great podcast called the Hidden Gateway Podcast, Pleat, and an author uh, of In the Eye of the Father. I'm very excited to have this guy. Please welcome to the show, author Justin Williams. How are you, brother? Hey, man, I am excellent. Thank you for having me on, man. How are you doing today? Brother, I'm great. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you coming on. You know, I don't know how much you want to get into uh, what we talked about before uh, we came on, but you were talking a little bit about just life happening before you came on the show and how you're going to move onward and upwards. And, you know, I have the uh, same thing going on and, you know, we can get into a little bit of that. But, you know, it's like I, I just lost another friend uh, last, last uh, week, uh, took okay. his life. This is the second one in, in uh, two weeks. And it's mm -hmm. kind of uh, a little crazy, man. And, you know, I've lost some friends out in L.A. And I've met mm -hmm. them through comedy. And comedy is a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And sadly, you, you lose some people. But to lose somebody you've known since you were a little kid, like, is really gut-wrenching and hard and... So, so the reason I bring all this up is because, you know, you said you were kind of going through something and I just wanted to say that I got you, you know, I had to uh, go on, like I've had a couple weeks in a row where I had to go up when I had no voice, I had to do stand up, I had to go up when I was dealing with some personal stuff with people in my life and then losing my buddy. So, you know, I respect you for coming on the show. Not sure what the chaos is, but I want to say thank you for coming on the show and I really do appreciate it. So brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I just want to say my heart goes out to you and the family of the, of the person you recently lost, man. You know, definitely sending positive, strong, positive divine vibes to you all, my friend. So, um, but yeah, man, um, as you said, man, life is, uh, life is a trip, man. It's, it's challenging, you know, and, and when you just talked about loss, you know, uh, I, I could feel, I could feel that energy in your voice, you know, it's, it's a very familiar energy because I've had uh, loss in my life, you know, several times, you know? So, um, you know, with that being said, you know, the great thing about who we are, you know, uh, each and every one of, one of us here having this experience is that we've been equipped with all the tools necessary to deal with anything that comes along in life, right? That's the beautiful thing about who we are. You know, we, we're, we're spirits. You know, and, and not only were we spirits, but we're strong. And I believe uh, over the last couple of years here, uh, a lot of people have uh, kind of awakened to that, if you will. I, I mean, I talk to people every day and they say, wow, you know, it's been this great shift over the last couple of years. I, I see you shaking your head. I know you felt it and, and noticed it yourself. In fact, I was For listening sure. to, yeah, I was listening to one of your episodes and, and where you talked about um, coming into spirituality. And, and you had a you had a gentleman that helped you with that, right? It kind of goes along with the saying: when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. You For know? sure, so, man. Yes, and, and and why does that resonate with me? Because the same thing happened to me a couple years ago, right? Um, been on this journey my entire life, but then 2020, it took a strong. I mean, Sam, a strong, a hard pivot, brother, a hard pivot. Okay. Um, just to give you a little background about myself and in my book, In the Eye of the Father, a memoir of faith and redemption, 
obviously it's my life story and it's a it's a story of victory okay it's a story of challenge it's a story of uh what felt like defeat at, at times but i came to learn later on it wasn't it was just part of my experience right um i was raised by my father and my mother uh mostly my mother but my father was was involved uh, in my childhood uh, a lot you know uh, but my father has some issues, right? He was first and foremost an alcoholic, and he was also a, a former Marine. And in fact, he went into the Marines when he was 16, man. This was like in the 50s, right? And he was down in Alabama. My grandmother and his brother got sick. He had to go. You know, he experienced a lot of racism in the Marines at that time. And then his, his relationship with his father broke off, got really bad. They didn't talk for like 30-something years. So my, my point is he had all this toxicity, right? That, that built up in him, you know? And then he and my mother meet. In fact, my mother had this, this, this vision before I was born about this bad thing that was gonna happen during uh, giving childbirth. And, and that actually happened. You know, she almost bled out. I was like almost, I was damn near a 10 pound baby, right? And uh, I actually didn't meet my mom for the first time till about a week after I was born. And uh, just fast forward, I remember being three or four. My dad, again, he, 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 was, he was this, this very uh, strong energy person who was very proud uh, that he, you know, had, had, had been a Marine and, and then married my wife, uh, his wife, my mom, who was, who was a successful in the business world. And, you know, he, he thought he had it all together, but, you know, he was hitting that bottle, man. And all that negativity, that toxicity came out on my brother, myself and my mother. And this went on for a long time. I, I mean, I remember getting beat, man, when I was like four years old, with one of those old school leather belts with the belt buckle that big. I mean, literally stripped down to my trousers and just taken out bruises and scars the size of, of freaking baseballs, right? Um, remember uh, running up to him when I was about three, when he walked in the door, he put, picked me up and threw me down. I remember when I was in middle school, he poured hot oil over my head, burnt my scalp so bad. Oh my you know? God, dude. And that's the physical. You know what was worse than the physical abuse? The verbal, the psychological abuse. That's that's what was was real bad. So I had all these things going on, man. And, and then I got beat again by by someone else, me and my brother, by my older brother. Um, but it's just, it's just all this chaos and confusion uh, growing up as a child. And uh, right around, uh, you know, 13, uh, you know, I started going to church, actually a little bit before then with my mom. And went through this uh, incredible spiritual evolution of, of being a Christian. Um, you know, got into a lot of trouble in high school. Started smoking weed at like 14, and skipping school, and doing all these things. And then in 19, my first son was born. You know, and and Damn. thank God for that. Right, that really grounded me. Right, that 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 got me straight. And you know, I was like, okay, I gotta be a father now, and that changed my life forever. But because of the issues I went through with my father, that caused me to be this introvert person. His mantra was a child is to be seen and not heard, very controlling, wasn't able to critically think for myself, wasn't able to express myself. So I grew up this, this quiet kid, and even a quiet man for a majority of my adulthood, right? And I was this introvert. I, I was scared to speak, dealt with anxiety, you know, did this, man. I was living in Detroit area, moved to San Diego. Now we're in the Phoenix area, you know, moving around, trying to find out what's up and you know is this you know again going back to a podcast i heard you say it was like you know this hole that needed to be filled right and and that's what was going on with me i didn't know my purpose and i was dealing with these issues that i needed to be healed from 
that's so much that's so much man that's so much you're figuring out the world and then on top of that you have you know this threat of violence and then you have this threat of uh, of mental warfare it's not e it's in, almost impossible it's almost impossible to deal with with that and the <clears throat> and to come into that world it's you know it's like i had a really and my father is like you know, there's a lot of things I think my father did growing up that I haven't heard a lot of uh, because I've, I, I, I've chosen not to find out my brother, my brother really, when my parents got divorced, my brother picked a side, went on my mother's side and uh, really did a lot of investigating. And, you know, I say about my father, you know, if you can't be an example, be a warning. And a lot of stuff they did kind of what uh, were like, you know, warning signs of, of, of a way I was going down a path I was going. I remember yeah, thinking about that right. in recovery, but the, the chaos that is, you know, it's so interesting. It's like, I listened to you talk about all, all this stuff you went through and how that is. And like, you know, it's like, I just think of like, you know, my friend, I just lost and how you know, and how like by all accounts, every, he had a great childhood and like how he couldn't cope with it and how you went through this chaos and that where you are now, you have a book, podcast, all that stuff. And, you know, it's, and it's just like, why do some people, you know, if you, you, you study the Kabbalah and it tells you about how there's light and dark in everyone and the true masters take the darkness to, and to um, empower their, their light. And that's what it sounds like you have done. And it's like, why can some people do it and some people can't? It's kind of crazy, man. And it's it's crazy what some people are put into and others aren't and how some deal with it and some people don't. And it's it's a it's a really crazy thing. It, it really is, man. It really is. And, and just you saying that really has my wheel spinning here in regards to why, why do some people do and why do some people don't? Um, I think part of the reason, and I don't, I don't have, to, have all the answers, I just have my theories, right? I think part of the reason has a lot to do with fear as well as programming. You know, um, fear is a mofo, man. You, we, we all know that, right? That it, it is like, we'll bully you, we'll control you, we'll dictate your every move, you know, if you allow it. And then you take that, that programming that, that comes along, right? Like for, for me, with me, for example, right? I was literally raised in the church. I was one of those kids who had to go to church four, at least four times a week, minimum, okay? My mom is this licensed evangelist, minister person, and I was deep into the church, brother. You know, I'm doing what I, what I think is right. Jesus is this, Jesus is that. Went through this pivot in 2020. I completely stepped away from that. And I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, people, people need certain things and it's a reason people do or, or, or worship how they worship or believe in whatever they want to believe in. It, they're all my brothers and sisters, regardless at the end of the day. But with this programming that's done, that things have to be a certain way, right? I think it's hard for people to make a shift and along with dealing with that fear to get into a place of peace, right? If, if that makes sense. Um, thank does, God what I, does. it does. Okay, good, good, good. What I was able to do, I fought that fear, right? Of okay, Christianity is the only way, right? And and I was able to then get into spirituality, 
which I say without doubt is the reason I was able to go through my healing. Okay, without doubt. I took the blinders off, man. And, and that called for me doing a lot, a lot of things outside of Christianity, right? I'm talking about, you know, developing a relationship with Archangel Metatron. I'm talking about working with crystals. I'm talking about, um, you know, doing these meditations and having these out-of-body experiences. I'm talking about going to a three-day ayahuasca ceremony in the middle of the desert yes. of Tucson. Yeah. Yes, brother. And this what? has been my healing, Sam. And it's been yes. beautiful, bro. There's a lot going on here, man. And, uh, you know, one thing is like, you know, when I hear about your childhood and I hear about where you are right now and, you know, you and I, uh, like, it's so interesting to me here at the, at this place, cause we probably couldn't have been more different in a lot of ways in terms of our childhood. Uh, we're both fathers at different points in our life. You be at 19, me at 47. And here we are. And we both have, uh, we brought into the next generation, uh, uh, you know, children to raise. And, and uh, one thing that I've uh, really talked about, uh, that something I got from my father was this cycle that was going on. And uh, when I would talk to him about, you know, what, you know, he would instill in me, it's kind of weird paranoia of, uh, of how to interact with people. I, you know, now later on, I realized that he, he worked very much in scarcity, wasn't about abundance because he came from, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lower, not a lower middle class father worked in a factory, but wasn't wealthy at all. Uh, my grandfather wasn't wealthy at all, worked in a lower middle class. So didn't have a lot and, uh, was very, um, was very worried about what little he had and didn't want to give away and had dreams of a lot. And he, in my humble opinion, and I love him with all my heart, practice scarcity instead of abundance. And, uh, you know, I remember going, uh, as, and when I had my kids and I was much later on in my life, I had my kids and I was just like, I'm going to break this cycle because I talked to him. I go, why did you do this, 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 and this? And he goes, cause that's what was taught to me. That's what I learned. That's how I acted. And I, and I really forgive my father. I really forgave my father at that point because I realized he, he too was just a child that was, uh, had a certain way of dealing with stuff and I was taught a certain way in certain environment with certain variables that led him to make some de decisions that he had, a, he, my father, my father worked hard. He, I didn't, I, and I love him and I hate saying this, but I don't feel like he worked smart and, uh, and it cost him a lot. And uh, I, I said, I'm going to break that cycle. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, you know, sit there and, uh, you know, feel, you know, give my father gave me like crime boss advice. Like, you know, someone disrespects you, 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 you know, you go at them, you don't let them get away with it. And it's like literally the worst advice you could possibly give to a child. It's like, you know, it's like, I, I mean, like when I've just learned in life, like someone treats you like shit, it's probably more of a drive-by than actually being personal to you. They're probably doing it to everybody. And you just caught some sh uh, shrapnel along the way, collateral right. damage. And if they're doing it to you, they're probably doing it to everybody. And eventually that energy will catch up with them. And so now I hear from you and all the cycle you went through. And I don't know if you were able to go, okay, I'm not going to do this to the next generation. And, and it's something I've really talked about on my other show, Tim Fall has like, you know, 
if, if, if you're broke or you're something like that, you come from a poor family, poor area, it's, uh, it's probably at some point nobody in your family said enough of this and broke a cycle to change the trajectory of your life. Uh, and your family and where your family's economic situation is. And not that they didn't work hard, but they may not work smart, right? And they they did that thing that just kind of went from here to here, bang, and changed the trajectory and that and both economically, but also spiritually and psycho- psychologically. They didn't break right. the cycle. Right, right. Well said, man. And, and, and damn, Sam, as you're telling about your father, you know, again, it really resonates, right? Because uh, the similarities, my father, same way, as I mentioned earlier, he, he grew up in the South, man, and the freak, he was born in freak, what was it, 42. So and he didn't move to the North until he was, uh, I think after he got out the service. Yeah, after he got out the service, man. And and they were poor, they were poor, man. You know, they were poor in the South, man, in the 40s and 50s and, you know, and so he developed this mentality and, and the scarcity, like you described with your father, and, uh, you know, he, he was a tough dude, man. He, he was a tough dude, but uh, he, he definitely had his issues. Um, and, and, and when you talked about that, that, that cycle, right, that intergenerational trauma, that, that, is, that is so, 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 so tough. It's, it's, I don't want to say, my beliefs is not necessarily a curse, but I believe it, it definitely is uh, some type of um, spirit. And it's not a spirit of the light that, that follows uh, those generations. But the beautiful thing is, like you did, and like I did, we broke that curse, right? We, we, we changed everything, you know, because we made a decision that things needed to be better, needed to be different, you know, and, and, and that's probably the most selfless decision one can make in life when they af- make a decision to affect generations to come, their lineage, you know, and, and that's a beautiful thing. And it's a blessing in that. It's wisdom in that. It's experience in that. It's favor in that. And that's why you, my friend, continue to rise. Those challenges will be there. They're there. They have to be there, right? Because you know as well as I do, that brings that experience. That brings that wisdom. The shit is tough as hell. Yeah. But guess what? We, we made the decision to do it. We had a calling, right? And we answered. We, everybody has a calling, but not everybody picks up the phone. Why? It goes back to that fear, man. We get comfortable. In, in our space, right? We, 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 it's the one of the most difficult things for people to do is, is learning how to be um, comfortable, uncomfortable, right? But if people can change their mindset and then take that emotion from the heart and have some will, boom, that's a spark, that's creation. That's how you manifest, you know? And that's what it is. And, uh, Again, that fear, man. Uh, one thing I did in 2020, first time in life, man, I went skydiving, right? Now, if you would have told me a year fucking prior that I was going to go up 10, 15, 20,000 feet in a plane and jump, like, hell, not happening. I don't get down like that, man. Who you talking to? You got I the love that. Guy. I love that. <laughs> so so uh, I, I kind of jumped in on you were about to get into this ayahuasca thing, and you know, man, it's like super interesting. I hate, I hated doing this, but you know, it gets into this thing where I like, I've been talking about like wanting to do mushrooms with my black friends. And I hate that this conversation, I'm going, oh man, you know, gentleman's black. I'm talking to him about that. But I really do 
like, I mean, and, and it comes from a place of love and maybe I sound like an idiot doing it, but it's like the, 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 you know, doing psychedelics at, a, at this one time was like such a big thing for me. It really opened up my mind to something. And I, I talk about it all the time and I'm going to say it again. I was, I was on shrooms at a, at a concert and I heard a voice say to me, don't worry. You're exactly where you need to be. I re I heard the voice. I heard wow, it say it. Bro. And I never worried about uh -huh. my career at that point. And I really um, started to see that there's layers to this shit. And, yeah. you know, what made you want to go do ayahuasca? How did, how did that happen? Well, you know, it, it, it really didn't start off as a want. It, it, it just more so felt like a, a must, if you will. It's like something I, I had to do is, is it, it just called me, you know? Um, and it, it, man, it, it was just, it was part of my healing process because I'm still going through this continuation of healing, right? And I, I, I learned about it and uh, did my research and learned that um, it, it can be very helpful in, in, in uh, healing from traumatic experiences and, and going to the next level in regards to knowing your, yourself, right? And uh, at that point, man, um, you know, I, 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 set, I set it up. I had been, you know, I started to do intermittent fasting in 2020 as well. So I remember um, I, I drove to Tucson on a Friday. I was there Friday night through uh, Monday morning. And I got stopped and got something to eat. And uh, the spirit spoke and said, That's gonna, this is going to be your last meal until Monday morning. And I said, damn, I fought that. But then, you know, you just feel it on your heart. You just got to do it, you know. And so, okay, I'm like, okay, three-day fast. But thank God my body was primed for it, right? Because I had been doing the intermittent. And by the way, I cut off the outside world, man. So I was in a, got a hotel room to be there during the day. We went to the ceremony site about seven o'clock at night there till about seven, eight o'clock the next morning. I took two spiritual books with me, told the wife and family. I said, look, you know, I'll text you when I arrive. So, you know, I made it safe, but I won't be speaking with you again till uh, Monday morning and uh, arrived to the campsite, man. And it was so crazy. It, it couldn't have been any, any better, right? I drove out into the middle of nowhere in the desert because we were outside and it's this long 40 minute drive. And then I pull into this area. And as soon as I pull, pull in, it's this coyote off to my left, just looking at me. I was like, you know, just straight out of a movie or something, right? And then I go down probably about a half a mile. Then it's this, this, this gatekeeper lady. She's in this truck, stand outside the truck. I pull up and she says, are you here for the ceremony? Yeah, what's your name? Boom, boom, keep going. So I get there, chill for about a few hours, man. Things started at midnight. Uh, you know, I had this beautiful altar. We went through this sacred ceremony before we did the ayahuasca where we uh, got saged and we drank this, uh, we, we did this sacred tobacco stuff. But anyway, man, I, 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 sit, I sipped the, uh, the ayahuasca, went back to my sleeping bag, didn't feel anything for about 45 minutes. Next thing you know, the stars are dancing. Then I'm able to control them. And then, man, the spirit hit right after that. And my best way to describe those three nights is I literally walked with God in, in the desert those nights. I, I saw demons. Um, I had these amazing visions. Uh, it was a lesson for each night. Uh, and it, it just really, really brought things home for me. You know, and like when you mentioned earlier about you heard a voice and then you, and after you heard that voice, you knew in that moment 
that you had nothing to worry about. That was a very familiar voice. I've heard that voice as well. First time was back in San Diego. This is like 2015, 16, came in for work from a crazy day, went upstairs, closed my door, asked the father for truth. I heard nothing is as it seems. Then this took me for the next several years on this, on this discovery of, of, of uh, you know, truth, you know, if you will. And uh, man, I mean, here I am, you know, but, but that voice is very important. The ayahuasca ceremony was amazing. Um, I've been doing the gateway experience as well, Sam, for about two years now, and that's been unbelievable, life-changing, using that, uh, that hemisync with those neural beats, man. It's been phenomenal. Tell me about that. Man, it has been phenomenal. So uh, are you familiar? You've, I'm sure you've heard I, of it, right? I haven't heard of it. That's yeah, why I'm dying okay. to hear about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so yeah, this was uh, developed or made by a guy named um, Robert Monroe back in the 70s, right? And it's a meditation using binaural beats. And what a binaural beat is, you get one beat wave in your left, one beat wave in your right, different beats. And then what they do is once they get into your brain, they sync the left and right hemispheres of the brain and creates another wave. So you have this triple wave thing going on and that puts you in this crazy relaxed state, right? Which allows you to then have these out-of-body experiences as long as you follow these guided meditations. And this is the real deal, man. Um, the the uh, army, they, spent their they sent their special unit to his facilities in uh, the 70s pretty much stole the technology, then they start, they weaponized it, right? They start spying on the Russians and the Chinese. You can see all these documents on the CIA website. They became unclassified about maybe 15 years ago or so. Now. Really? Yeah, man. Go to the CIA website. If I, I'll, I'll even send them to you too, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you my uh, number, my email. We could, we could uh, coordinate on that. Get you come on yeah, Tim so, Paul Hat, talk about that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. It was crazy what they did with it, man. But I, I learned the out-of-body techniques, man. So I, I, I do all the crazies. I've seen entities. Um, I've had some crazy experiences, man. Some crazy, unbelievable experiences. I, I can tell you one real quick. One of yeah, I want to hear about it. And I want to get into what this all represents because, you know, I mean, we've been like this show zero. And I got an email from a friend on Instagram, LT. And she was like, you got to focus on zero man i get it i get it i get it because i think everything else is just texture in the haunted house and you know we got this whole thing with food shortages coming and i'm not saying that they're not trying to mess with our supply lines but you know it's like everybody's freaking out already everybody is lowering their vibration running around like a chicken with its head cut off gotta do this gotta do that gotta do this here we were, you know, uh, we had, you know, we had a president talking about, you know, a dark winter and what that really represents. But, the, you know, a winter of death for the unvaccinated, that never happened. Uh, right, you know, right. all this stuff going up, murder hornets. And, and it's just <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm kind of in this place where it's like, if it happens, it happens. I don't want it to happen, but I'm kind of over running around like Chicken Little, man. Like the sky is falling it. It just lowers my frequency and I have so much issues right here in front of me that I have to deal with that worrying about what's happening on my TV and my, my, my computer screens yeah, is okay. just me just giving away my loosh. 
And right. so I'm not like, okay, nuclear war is coming. Okay. So what am I going to do about that? What am I going to do about nuclear war? What can <laughs> I do about uh, nuclear war? I can't, there. I can't do anything. And if the right. bomb comes, I'm like, going to jump under my desk. Is that what they tell me to do? Get under my desk so I can survive the blast. And it's like, no, man, I'm going to like, I'm going to live my life. And to me, like conversations we're having right now is how you fight nuclear war is by telling people there's no war until the last second when there's just no point. Right. Like that's kind of it. It's like if it drops, it drops. What are you going to do? Do you right. want me the person who survives nuclear war and be like the only one running around with radioactive coyotes everywhere? And it's just like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's like it's like this loose jacking thing. And it really triggered me on what you're talking about, like all this stuff, this like outer body experiences and stuff like that. Like to me, that's really what it's about. And this calcification of our brains, uh, of right. our pineal glands. So we can't do all this stuff, all this 5G stuff going on with this, that, you know, shamans have talked about how it's harder than ever to teleport and all that stuff. Like that's all done purposefully. They're yeah. trying to, they're trying to get you locked into this, this scientific world and to me science science is the enemy of mysticism and ooh, uh, ooh, all that like stuff it. right it's just like they took the they took the hermetic principles locked it in and called it the laws of physics right it locked you into a certain way of seeing the world and takes away all the magic that is this realm and they get you to believe in these things and if you can't do it then it doesn't exist but you know Supposedly scientists are doing all these studies that none of us ever do ourselves. We just have <laughs> faith that they did it. Right. And those were the results. They've given us the honest results. Scientism is a real faith based belief system. Oh yes, it for is. For sure. Man. Right. Yes, it is. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. It is definitely a faith based uh, system. Uh, man, hear, hearing you say that, you know, going back to my ayahuasca ceremony, remember I said it was a lesson each night. Yeah. Um, that lesson on night one that was told to me is that spiritual warfare is real and is going on in the spirit world as well as on this planet. So when we talk about all this stuff that you described, right, and why they're trying to, to, to hold us back and block us from um, experiencing our true selves is because it's spiritual warfare at play. It's as simple as that. It's very complex, but it's just simple to know what it is. Um, and, and that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. That's why others like us are here. We're, we're team light, right? We're team divine. And we're here to fight the darkness, fight the bullshit. I mean, now is the time. You know, it, it really is. It really is. I, I really believe there's going to be some amazing things happening within the next several years here. And, uh, you know, the thing is, people will continue to rise up. Um, I, I've always said that the power is in the people. You know, we we have to find a way to, to unite and everybody, not well, you know, you, everybody's not gonna, you know, be on board. You're gonna have people that is, is no way to convince them, no way, you know, they're just who they are, right? Those are the real NPCs, if you ask me, yeah. you know, <laughs> like for yeah. real. But, uh, hey, there's some places that are in, weak men make hard times right now. That's where they are. You know, mm -hmm. you know, hard times make great men, great men great, make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make hard times. And right That's now right. we're in where there's some places 
L.A. They did in Philadelphia where they tried to bring back the mass mandates. New York oh, yeah. City. You think about how these guys in, you know, the classic New York City, the classic Philly guy, the, the history of Hollywood and all the outlaw shit. And now we got a bunch of rich kids trying yeah. to conform to uh, appease the heads of these corporations so they move mm-hmm. up and make money and they play this conformity. That's weak men shit right now. Weak yes, men. I just been talking about Coachella. I'm watching these performers, weak men perform. So you know, could, so bad. If I could fight everybody at Coachella and and at my age, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're talking weak men, dog, weak yeah, men, and yeah, not yeah. that I condone violence, and they didn't do anything to me to provoke violence, but it's like I don't know, man. Growing up, I I I, I was raised on like burt reynolds and clint eastwood and all these guys denzel washington all these people that were like real alphas man Uh and Uh i take a look at what's out there right now and it's a bunch of rich kids touch but theatrical rich kids and that's part of their plan exactly what you see going on plan but there's yep, so many people that are breaking away from that. And we, yes. we're really seeing yes. it with the, the bottom lines and the stocks of these woke companies bottoming mm-hmm. out. And listen, if it was easy for them just to come in and buy, and buy, all, the, buy all the stocks and, and, and go up, because they would do that. If they went down a little bit, they, these giant corporations take these Fed money, buy out the stocks, go up and be like, like look, look at you guys and you're, you're, you're awakening. You've done nothing. But it's it's uh, like I mean we're talking billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. You can't save all these people, and uh, so I I think it's like so. There's a lot of people, especially in the truth community, that have a very doom and gloom attitude of everything. And that that is I don't I don't roll like that. Personally. I don't either, dude. Yeah. I don't believe in that at all. I think yeah. people are waking up more and more, and they these occult motherfuckers have their own rules, and one of their rules is they got to get us to manifest what they want, or they can't do it. Exactly. And exactly, I think that's where we're at, man. I think that's, that's where, where we're at. at. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 on and popping, man. This spiritual warfare, we 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 have arrived, brother. We have arrived, you know, and you're right. More people will continue to wake up, definitely. And and forget the doom and gloom, man. I, one thing I know is that the light wins. I know that. I know the father that I love and that lives in me and I and he or it, you know, it loves you so much, loves me so much that he's not going to, it's not happening. We're not going out like that. These you know, guys aren't bigger than the universe, bro. They're just not right. bigger than the universe. They're not. Exactly. Klaus Schwab is not bigger Hell than no. the laws of the universe. Right, right, right. Exactly. And so, man, it's just, we're, we're going through this. And, and, you know, again, I believe there's going to be some amazing things that's going to take place. Um, and, you know, people people need to learn how to control that fear. Fear will always test you, will always be knocking at the door. But if you learn how to control it, again, I just go back to that skydiving experience. One of the most craziest weeks of my life leading up to that jump, you know, and then I had all these synchronicities the night before while I'm waking up and then more as I arrived at the jump site. And, you know, spirit spoke and said, fear not. And, and that's what I did. You know, I went forward and I did it. Um, and that really uh, put something special to me. It's this great quote that goes, 
uh, God puts the best things in life on the other side of fear, right? And that is so freaking true, man. If people can fight through that fear and just take it, realize it's a bully. You know, fear's biggest fear is not being able to make you fear. That's its fear, right? And then, you know, I had to start recognizing, looking at fear like a bully, man. You know, and once I said, oh, this dude, this dude's a punk, you know, and then boom, from there, life changed forever, man. Life changed forever. But it's been a, it's been a process, right? It's definitely been a process. And as you were mentioning, all this crazy stuff going on in the world, um, you know, we will continue to step up. We will continue to, to, to be given knowledge and, and building more strength and, and being guided by the spirit to, to make this thing happen out here, man. Because again, uh, nothing is as it seems. It's all bullshit anyway. It really it's all is. bullshit. I mean, it's all bullshit. And not that these things, listen, man, there's some black belt conversations in the world. And yeah. um, one of them is that people are born into chaos because they're here to learn a lesson from chaos. Mm-hmm. And those are really, really, that's a very black belt conversation and and some people have a visceral reaction to that discussion but we're all here on a journey to learn lessons and you know back you know and i want to give you if you had any more great ayahuasca uh um experiences but you know you know when when, when my friends all check out and i've had four in the last three years four check out and mm-hmm. i think about this permanent solution to a temporary problem the blessings of my life and i i am not perfect i could probably introduce you a bunch of people to tell you sam sam goes zero to felony real quick right like you know it's like my i'm armenian italian we go bang and we're just like scorch the earth and i have to catch myself because i have wiring man i have a real wiring that goes to you know i i talk about this all the time like I have a, I, I'm downloading a new operating system with some old wiring and it's uh-uh. not, it's clanky. It's clanky, <laughs> the, the integration of those two, because I have old wiring that is always a scared child that nobody accepts me. Nobody likes me. If right. it's something's going bad, they're thinking about me all the time. Reality, nobody's thinking about me, but that doesn't mean I can't feel that at first. And right. I got to catch myself going, Hey man, it's probably not as personal as you think it is. And based on what everybody tells me, I seem to be kind of liked, but you never know. So but the point (laughs) is that I now I'm now in a place and it's a very hard place to get to. But and it's not easiest, even when you accept it, is that things happen to me. Things happen for me, not to me. And I go, why is this happening right now? What is going on that I need to come to grips with? And what is the lesson learned right here? And. And it's very hard for people to see that. It's very hard for them to go, what am I supposed to learn from this? That's very hard. That's hard. What what am I doing? And they just get lost in it. And it just becomes this echo chamber of pain where all they see is pain because they can't, they can't uh, change the outlook in their life, the filter in which they take in information. And if you're, if your filter is just, you know, just seeing everything negative, you really start to get get into a negative cycle and you can get lost into the doom and gloom and that there's no, there's no escape. And it's just like the biggest thing I've I've learned is this too shall pass, right? Like tomorrow will be a whole different day. And all this chaos has gone in your head. Won't even be a bit, 
big deal anymore. And it's just like, what is, what is happening to me? How can I deal with this? How, how can I use this as a, I always say the universe gives you lessons for when something big is about to happen to you. And we don't always see it until it does happen, but everything that's ever happened to me has, I've learned to use as a tool to deal with stuff in the future. And I feel you can't lose, lose, man. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's hectic going through it, but you, it's really a win. No ills, no ills. Yeah. It's all so, in because it's, it's something for you in that experience. But it's it's a trip. I know. I know it's I hard. Know. Like, I want to get a black yes. belt and Krav Maga, right? And I know that I am going to have to go through a lot of pain of getting my ass beat to get to that moment because you kind of got to go through fire to, you know, to, you know, make steel. That's kind of what you have to do. You have to go yeah, through yeah. this this kind of sharpen your sword and form the sword. You have to go through fire. We've seen a, you know, swordsmiths making steelsmiths making these swords all the time. You got to go through it. That's just it. And it's always clunky. If you want to be in shape, you got to work out. It's always clunky. It's can be painful. It's, and it's like everything that's easy is everything that's instantaneous is easy purposely to, exactly. to weigh you down from the food exactly. you eat to the music you listen to and all that stuff. It is a full on spiritual war. And Man. if you don't see it, you'll never see it. And it, you can't see it until you believe in it. And that's really it. You can't see it till you believe in it and you have to believe in it. And it's like, I believe we all live in our own dimensions. We have, we have our own dimension right here. There's multiple dimensions, mm. multiple realities, yes. but Yes. You know, the dimension I live in and what somebody else lives in could be completely different. Yes. And, you know, and the filter that's so, which that's is, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're going through. And that's what you gotta go through, man. It's gotta be real. It goes gets real dark before there's light every time. That's every right. time. That's right. And and input equals output, right? You know, you put that positive energy in it when you when you're going through it, when you when you feel like you're on your last, when you feel like you can't go on, when you cry out. You dig deep and the spirit brings you through each and every time. And what you learn from that is, is unbelievable. And that's something that sticks with you forever. And that's something you can share going forward, right? That's what I try to do. I try to share my experiences with other people that may be going through something that I've been through, something I know a little something about, right? And obviously my thing is, is, is trauma and dealing with a lot of chaos and confusion in my life. And, and you know, that's what this book is all about, man, you know? I, I didn't do this for me. I didn't do this to try to make a quick buck. I look at this book as a template to help others that may be dealing with any type of pain or trauma that they need healing from. In fact, another thing I did was started a nonprofit last year called Tangelic, right? And this is where I um, work with uh, people to help them move past trauma, right? And I do a lot of work with the homeless as well. Yes. When we when we talked about uh, yeah homeless man I um, I know you you mentioned L A I see you with the hat my brother he's been out in L A for man probably damn near thirty years now you know and he was homeless man that's why my heart is there right he was he he lived on Skid Row brother you know after and, and thank God he's been clean like shit I don't know twenty something years or whatever it is um, but he took me down there he said he said Jay I used to live here man this was my home just crazy. I'd never seen anything like that. I remember him calling back to the house. I'm like in freaking middle school, like 11, 12 years old, drunk, high as hell. Oh, I love you. Once 
Tommy told my mom, you know, my mom's a religious type. Oh, I'm drinking this 40 in the name of Jesus. Just all types of stuff, right? <laughs> Craziness, man. <laughs> you know? And so, you know, my heart is with the homeless man. And what I do to people that I counsel and I mentor is I, I put them on the path that I did, right? Teach them about meditation, you know, and put them on that same path that helped me. And I, I just thank the universe, I think source that I've been successful at doing that. You know, it's been amazing. One, 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 one guy I know, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. And this kind of ties into um, not my ayahuasca experience, but my, my gateway out of body experience. Um, so, you know, one, one time my friend, my, my, my friend, he, he tells me, hey, man, this is uh, this guy, I want you to, no, no, I'm, I'm messing the story up. I'm messing the story up. Let me back up. Let me back up. <laughs> so I go into my closet. I have my altar, right? That's where I do my gateway. Um, I typically do it at night. You know, I woke up one morning on Saturday morning, felt led to do the gateway. And I'm like, damn, that's just why, you know, but the spirit was saying, go in your closet. Just take your ass in your closet. So I said, okay, gave up and gave in. Just went ahead, went in the closet. When I got in there, I realized I didn't have my pillow. So, cause I, I lay on my back when I do it. And so I went back to my bed and this time my wife was up and then she just looked at me and she said, where are you going? And I said, I don't know. We'll see. Right before that, though, I missed it. When, when I first went in the closet, I was told I was going to Utah. I forgot to put that part in there. So I'm thinking like Utah. Then my wife was like, where are you going? It was just so crazy that she said that because I had just was told Utah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And so I said, we'll see. Go in my closet. So I'm about 15, 20 minutes in, right? Hit that deep, deep crazy meditation all of a sudden i'm out of body what i'm at a lake okay it's winter time snow on the ground on the trees the lake just everything winter time right i look afar i see this white dude he's naked cold scared and afraid boohooing okay i'm like shit so i approach him and I'm having this communication, this conversation with him, right? It's not, my, I'm in, I'm, I don't have a body. This is my spirit self. I see his body, but I'm having this conversation with him. His mouth isn't moving, but we're communicating. He tells me this story that he's about to end it all, jump in the lake because he's having some issues with his girl. They had a one-year-old baby and she kicked him out the house. And so he just wanted to end it all. He's been having problems with her. She has some substance abuse issues and some mental issues as well. I think she's like bipolar or something like that. And so I remember shifting my energy to keep him warm. It was just so surreal. Was, I just shifted somehow my energy. I thought to keep him warm. And I, I like gave him some energy and he, he got warm. And then I then told him to call the police. Didn't want to call the police. Then he calls the police. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm waiting to police get there. Then I hear at the end of the meditation, the, med the meditation starting start, starting to end because Monroe's voice comes back on. And I'm like, oh shit, the police now, I'm, you know, I want to make sure he's good because I knew it was about to end. So I see the sirens, see the police coming, like five police cars and say, good, boom. His voice comes back on, uh, meditation ends. I'm back in the body. I'm like, damn, that was crazy. Tell my wife. That's crazy. Crazy experience. Fast forward three weeks. Okay, a good buddy of mine hits me up. He's like, man, look, I know you got the tangelic thing going on. This is like when I first launched it, right? He's like, here, I got a guy I want you to talk to, okay? He's, he's been down on his luck. He needs somebody to talk to. I don't have time to do it. 
but I want you to I want you to talk to him. I'm like, cool, okay. So we set up a Zoom. Turn on the camera. I look like I seen a fucking ghost, Sam. It was the <laughs> same dude at the lake. What? Yes, the same dude I at the freaking lake. I I straight up. All right, and of course I'm not gonna say to him. Oh uh, yeah, I think I, you know, like no, nah, this motherfucker be like, who the hell is this that I'm talking to, right? So I'm like, I'm not ego. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring that up. Like I'm not. I'm just. I'm just not. Oh I, man, we're chatting for like a week. You know, a couple of times a week, a week or two go by, and so my boy who who linked us up, he told him, right? He tells him, I found out because we did another Zoom because we did you know a couple of Zooms a week. He goes, yeah, old boy said that we 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 may have met. Like in Utah, something about a lake. I was like, oh shit. I was like, yeah, man. Yeah. And I explained to him, I do this gateway. I told him everything about it, like I told you. And he goes, damn. He was like, that was me, man. And then he told me everything about uh, his girl, everything aligned, matched up. His girl, he, he and at this point, he was homeless when, when we, when I spoke with him. He was like, he's been living in the woods. Uh, he's living out of his van. So this is how the lake situation happened. They were living in Austin, right? She leaves him and they move and she moves to Washington state. Okay, so he has his biological kid and another kid, the kid's brother or sister or whatever. So he helped, he moves them up there and they made a stop in Utah, Sam. And he was at that point where he was breaking and he was emotional and that chaos and that confusion, that toxicity was over him and running rapid through him. It's a, it's a dark energy, almost like a possession right i get that yeah and i had that i had that experience that divine experience that helped move him from that situation at, in that moment thank god i was used i was used by something greater than both of us for that to happen brother and every, I, so we've been cool all this time it's been a solid year because that was february of 21 so it's been uh well 13 months now I tell you what, man, I've been working with this guy. He's about 28, I'm praying for him. And that's another thing I, I learned too through experience that I'm a healer. I tell you what, this guy got his own place. Then he was blessed with a bigger place. Dude, that is awesome. This guy has a job. This guy seen, oh, and she didn't let him see his kid. She kept the kid from him, man. He, he just started seeing his kid about, kids about three four months ago now he sees them every weekend so he was tore up can't see his kids homeless dude that's the worst not, not with the girl anymore but now this brother's thriving why because he learned how to deal with fear he put that motherfucker fear in check he started doing these meditations he changed his mindset and this brother is healing and he's doing better and that's what it's about right that's what's, what, about. what's that guy saying the tide raises all boats yeah. all ships that's, that's what we're supposed to do. And I'm not up here bragging on what I did because I didn't do it. He did it. I was just a tool. Just like the gateway is a tool for me. Just like ayahuasca was a tool for me. I'm all about this, dude. I got to get yeah. you on the big show to talk about this because, you know, man, when I started Tim Foil Hat, they didn't like the spiritual shows. Now they're all about the spiritual shows because they know <laughs> it's a spiritual war and how many tools can we put in our toolbox, man? And I, I find that amazing. And I kind of want to connect with you about that because I really want to start doing, I've had, you know, people on here talking about 
astral projecting and and all that stuff and it's really interests me and like you've really peaked peaked my interest and i really would like to help you with your your uh nonprofit as well i would like to see if there's anything that i can do to help you because thank you when i get really uh down I, i my my whole thing is help others when i'm in money when i'm in fear of money i give away money i go around i start handing out money to people because i think that's the that's abundance man give it away give it away mm-hmm. give it away you know people i work with i i pay well i pay over what probably i do, I, I am uh, supposed to pay because i think a little bit extra money i've learned this through uh, a show i do uh called comedy chaos at the comedy store and we we pay well we pay really well and we found people run through brick walls not and, and i'm paying people who have so much money that 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 money i give them isn't going to change them but it's the appreciation of the of doing it that really really moves them and i and I, so i didn't realize i was practicing abundance when i was doing it and now i kind of do it all the time so what you're doing is really important and you know <clears throat> the homeless it's very interesting with them because so a lot of people just like stupid drug addicts, lazy people. Uh, you know, I don't see it like that at all. I mean, a lot of them have come through worlds of shit, just yes. pure shit, trauma. Yes. Never, yeah. you know, my daughter Never had a chance. comes up to me and just wants to hug me out of nowhere. And I always hug her. And I just think of how many times kids who don't have that want that hug and don't get that hug and yeah. what that does to them psychologically. Yes. And it's like gets back to what we're talking about. It's like you got to break that cycle, man. You got to break that cycle. You got to be the person in your lineage that says, "No more. Not gonna live like this. Gonna vibrate in a higher level. Gonna change the economic status of my family, of future generations." And I got to be the one to do that. I, I'm so sick and tired of people who focus on all the negative things going on around that instead of focusing on the wins the winners who that and like I, i'm not into that just hang out the winner shit because i think you open yourself you know you might find yourself in a shark tank and you might not be a shark you might be chum <laughs> right you, you might go. be chum in the shark tank i don't so i'm not like hang out the winners i'm like hang out with the people who love and yeah, sometimes man. if somebody stumbles doesn't mean they don't deserve love that's right they stumbled hang out the people who love and want to love you and even if they're not doing perfect, don't hang out with like energy vampires. Try to help them all you can. But I'm not into this winners, hanging out with winners thing because some people just slit throats to win and they're not happy people. Just because you're a winner doesn't mean you're a happy person. If you're loving, that's a whole different thing. And some people just need to be taught love and to break the cycle in their life. You can break the cycle in your life when you want be what i call the first responder to your own problems (laughs) i like that i like right like be the first responder like i've learned that through recovery run to your problems figure it out why is this happening what have you done to cause this and sometimes like i said there's collateral damage in the world but what can you do to deal with it and not numb yourself out and run from it because it's real easy to get high and forget about, I did it for a long time, man. I had a couple of years of drug abuse, had five years clean, then went through 10 years of just couldn't get more than a couple of weeks together. And 
here I am with a year and almost uh, hopefully in two weeks will be a year and five months. Yeah. And you know, couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier. Life is not perfect. I don't live in this crazy thing where I think the world needs to be idealistic for me to be happy. The Hermetic principles say it's a, it's a, it's a constant ebb and flow, happiness, darkness, happiness, and those who use the darkness to propel their light are the masters. And that's kind of what I do. And that's kind of the importance of it. And, you know, so I've really enjoyed our conversation today. One more time. Can you tell them what, where they can find your book? Absolutely. So that's available on Amazon in the eye of the father, in the eye of the father, a memoir of faith and redemption. Definitely can find it on Amazon. I also have my website, thehiddengateway.com. Um, I have an IG page, Twitter page, all social media platforms. I do a weekly podcast as well, where I talk about um, spirituality, I talk about a li- little bit of everything, uh, human potential. Um, I had some great guests on there. Um, uh, Tom Campbell, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Oh, that's uh, great. Tommy um, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, Dr. Robert Malone, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. So I've had some interesting conversations that I, I think that people would like. Um, and also have my Tangelic organization as well, Tangelic Life. That website is under under construction right now, but it it should be uh, but should, my computer guy should have it uh, all set for me by I think next two days, forty eight hours. But uh, yeah, you can catch the podcast on all major podcast streaming networks as well. Well, I want to make sure that when, when we hang up, you you make sure all those link you email me all those links to the email that you got the Zoom, and I'll make sure people hear it and find it. And we'll make it happen. And dude, I'm, I'm very thankful for you coming on. I feel like we made a real connection. And yes, I really want to help you, Justin, um, to help you with your organization. It would be, it would mean a lot to me. So uh, when we hang up, I'm going to, when we're done, just stay on. I'll give you my info so we can connect. And um, I'll do whatever I can, man, because I, I enjoy helping others. I think it's Thank the, you, the blessings. Thank and uh, I feel the boop, 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 boop going on every time you know you're yes. kind of like a yes. video game your turbo gets charged and you start uh you start vibrating on a higher level guys i hope you enjoyed yep. this episode as much as i did these are the bangers these are the ones that kind of give you the blueprint to life and uh you hear this you start to understand what is important and how to focus on on what is important so thank you for joining yes. me on a zero again sorry about last week Life is kind of crazy, but here we are. Great episode coming back with, you know, coming back with a banger for you. And I love you all very much. Thank you so much for tuning in, Zero. And I hope you guys have a great week. Take care. Bye.